kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Testicles, one, two, testicles. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> one, two, testicles. Yes, yes, we back, we back, we back. We are back. Dude, welcome everybody back to the best show on the planet. I am your humble host, Troubles Garcia, and joining me in the one to two is the best co-host in the planet. That is right, Big Tank, salute, salute. Salute, big dog. Salute. What's good? Ladies and bro, gentlemen. 100. Bro. <laughs> Damn, you took the word. No. Dude, you took the word right out of Ooh, my fucking big, mouth. Big dog. Big sickles, homie. Big, big sickles. Oh, Woo. Guys. The beginning of a stack, big dog. Hey, real shit, dog? Real shit? When you, remember when you had $100 and you were a teenager? What the fuck? You felt like you were rich, bitch? Oh, you balling, <laughs> big dog. Hey. Big ball. You know how many fucking chicken sandwiches, McChickens and fucking McDoubles who could have bite after school, bro? <laughs> for the whole crew. Uh, for the whole walk around. Hey, let's go for it. I got it. Cause she loving the crew. Cause she loving the crew. Yeah. <laughs> well, back in the day with $100, we were able to buy a lot of weed and a lot of freaking food when we were teenagers. On top of that, we'll still have a little bit of money left over so we could spend uh, buying Nas balloons at the parties. ETC, ETC. I'm not going to expose anymore. <laughs> not even that. Fool. We're just fucking walking out of school. Fuck, hey, fool, let's go. I got you, fool. Uh, who, was who, who was it? Who was it? Who was it that always had the hookups also? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big, a the big homie Paul. Angel no, Perez. no, no, Angel Perez, because I think uh, <laughs> when that whole Monopoly thing came out where you could, like, get free stuff, mm. for some reason, he always had a lot. Yeah, yeah, free yeah. Cause this, free that. I think his mom used to work at McDonald's. She was like a McDonald's manager. Oh, she owned a McDonald's. I think. I think they Something owned like a McDonald's, that. bro. Yeah, he would have all those things. He was fucking just flipping McChickens left and right, and the dollar cookies left and right. We're not not promoting McDonald's here, but you guys wanted to get to know us a little bit. We're from South Monte, California. We come from the gutter, and this is our pastime. Back then, we had an arcade instead of uh, uh, hotels. Oh, and, the and girl fled. That's <laughs> right. Oh, my fucking God. That's we used to jump right. and get jumped at that parking lot. <laughs> Left and right. Yeah, uh, hey, facts, facts. Okay, okay, okay. So, let's let's start it, I guess, from the beginning. Okay. So, Trebles, Trebles was a sophomore, junior when I was a freshman. Sophomore, yeah. Okay. And we met through well, a good acquaintance, a good buddy, friend, dearly beloved, Lobo. Okay. Right. He, yeah, introduced, he introduced me to trouble. He introduced us. Yeah, yeah. He introduced us. And then, boom, the rest is history. Shit, struggling the next couple of years in there. We had the little mm -hmm. squad, the little crew. Mm -hmm. Shit. Oh, my so God. So, pretty much, Big Tech, approximately about a little under 16 years or a little a diamond over. Diamond and a nickel, diamond and a nickel, yeah. diamond and a nickel all day. <laughs> Yeah, we known each other for a very long time. We separated upon, you know, growing up. He got a girlfriend, I got a girlfriend. I became something else, and he became something different. And then, you know, life took its course. 
he got a baby. He was married. He we met up again. I was I was uh, about to get married. Etc. Etc. How Paranoid Radio got to be born was we reconnected. Um, and and he Snapchatted me. He's like, "What's up, fool? I'm like, what up, dog? What's up with you? Nothing much. Nothing. Nothing. Slap. Yeah, what that's what the link be? That's right. It was just like a quick snap. <laughs> How you doing, big dog? Yeah. Good. Yep. Good. Good. And then I think he asked, "Uh, what you been up to?" Mm-hmm. And I told him nothing, just taking care of the baby. That's and right. He was like, "What you had a kid?" I'm like, "Yeah, so I have a kid." Yeah. He goes, "No fucking way." And then after that, the rest is ancient history, pretty much. Pretty much, he said he wanted to be a YouTuber, and I, well, I was already on the path of becoming a podcaster. The only problem with me was I didn't have a second voice, I didn't have the balls, nor the like, creative idea to just like juices, right? So then I came up with the idea and told him, "Hey, you know what? We'll check this out. How about we start a podcast, and then if it goes good, we we'll start YouTube." He's like, yeah, fuck it. And again, we started Paranoid Radio Podcast as a fucking hobby. We started as a fuck around. We were expressing it's ourselves. It's still a hobby. It's, it's still a hobby. Over. Yeah, but not, but I mean, fuck, now we have like a, a, um, a trend. Now we have these people actually reacting. We have day one listeners that actually support us till the death. Faithful fucking day one listeners. Shout outs, they're alive and, and V Beauty, which are the the couple power of the world. They're not together, but still, like, they're, they're, they're our number one listeners. You know, they're the ones that give us the feedback on everything. And then most of the changes come because people like them give us um, good, you know, feedback or bad feedback for us to, to, to make changes. Whatever the case, Paranoid Radio Podcast was created. We had a back burner song, a song, a project song that we never got to push out. How did it? And I'm like, you know what, dude, check this out. Paranoid Radio, Paranoid Radio Podcast. And he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm down. We're going to talk about conspiracies and paranormal and uh, um, all these other stuff, right? Uh, cryptids and, and true crime. And as the podcast grew, we started evolving, right? We started just saying, you know what, we're going to add segments here. We're going to add little noises here. Let's do the post-production value started picking up. After season one, we had such a great success with Manifesto 1, Orgasmic Celestials, and Glitches 1. Those three episodes made an established Paranoid Radio podcast. We had 25 episodes in the fucking gut in, 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 the, in the bank, and when I told Big Tank, let's go for another season. And we jumped into another season. Two was a little rough. We, I went through some emotional distress. My mom was about to die, etc., etc. But we still fin- managed to finish season two. We got involved with some wrong people that we didn't want in our show anymore after that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? The point is, we had an up and a down. And then Big Tank goes, you know what, dude? We're going to make a change. You're going to let me direct this one. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, we're going to do another fucking season. This episode is not going to be 25. This is going to be 53 episodes long. I was like, okay, explain. He goes, we're going to double up the number, double up the production, and we're going to get some type of consistency and put make an agenda. I was like, hey, I like the way you're going. And I was like, all right, no more fucking around. Let's take this shit serious. He's like, fuck it. And then Big Tank took charge and gave me a couple pointers on how to be a little bit more proactive. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, uh, no. Shut oh, the sorry. fuck up. My bad, big dog. My bad, my bad, my bad. So it got to a point where, right, I do all the creative directing, but if it wasn't for the balance on the schedule or at least the commitment and the consistency that Tank brought to the table, the combination wouldn't have been as now it's potent as fuck now right so we come and i'm not tooting my own horn but honk honk motherfucker honk honk we come over here and i start telling him dude you know what now i'm gonna get the, the song a little bit more evolved i'm gonna start fucking doing a lot more videos posting every day and we started building up our product and promoting value and then now this is where we're at we're at the end of our 100th episodes two years in the fucking gutter 100 episodes and three seasons long to me, dude, that's not only an accomplishment for myself, but an accomplishment as for our friendship, blah, blah. And Available. then 
what the fuck, dude? Really? <laughs> <laughs> the point is, guys, we're going to answer a couple questions that you guys gave us on our Instagram. Now, who would win in a fight, Big Tank or I, Big Tank? Self-complaint, self, uh, what's it, proclaimed? What is that? Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Uh, yeah, self-proclaimed beat me. He beat me. Let's get this straight. Here we go. Travels has been in a lot more fights. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot more left-handed fights because this was gone and jumped the left and right <laughs> without even without even trying. Okay, mm-hmm. I will say that Treble does have that, but if I had explained his fighting attitude or the way he fights, <laughs> honestly, it's like a flamingo flapping his wings, big dog. Oh, there's no, there's oh, no, there's no Look, technique. At least whatsoever. you know, at least you know when I'm fighting, and you know that I have a, a fucking fight ratio. You, I've never seen you in a fight, so I can't say anything. That's why I'm shutting up. You, I've never seen you in a fight. I, I don't know what I'm what I'm dealing with. I still think that you know I got more fights under my belt than you do, and experience you do, probably you do, you do, you do, <laughs> you do. I mean, the only, the only real, real one. That I would actually take is when uh I think Mo I think when uh your brother was uh was still in high school and they caught me slacking in the restroom. And that's literally literally the most notable fights because everything else has been skirmishes, little pushes and brawls, us being drunk, little girl in the warfare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I can tell you about a couple around and fucking a little fucking. Before you know it, we all had gloves. We're all swinging at each other. Drinking Hennessy. Oh, my. <laughs> hey, do you remember all the stupid parties that we would have or the kickbacks just for shits and giggles? Yeah, yeah. We would have, we would throw these parties, and after we would get raided, uh, we would uh, we would have uh, kickbacks with the entire crew and the leftover people from the party. We'd throw a bonfire, started drinking, started swinging, dancing. Some of us were fucking, and the other ones were fucking glove, put the gloves on and started fucking, you know, scrapping with each other. It's just regular freaking teenagehood, just letting out the testosterone and all the energy. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Uh, to say the least. To say the least. That's Okay, right. so what's up? What was another question? What we does had, the umbrella represent? I chose the umbrella, the design of the umbrella, and I'm going to express myself in a in a manner that you guys can understand. Have you ever guys ever seen Gilmore Girls? There's this, I know, I know, fucking laugh at my fucking joke. I don't give a fuck. Gilmore Girls is a freaking show, a very old show, um, where they depict this this Latin saying in I mean omnius apparatus. Omnius apparatus means prepared for anything. And then the umbrella represents that. What do you when do you use an umbrella? You use an umbrella when it's rainy. When do you use the umbrella again? When it's too sunny. So you're always prepared. That's what the umbrella represents to me. That's why I got it tatted. That's why I think the umbrella is probably one of the biggest symbols that I could ever freaking not come up with, but use to represent what I believe in. Um, I believe that we're always ready. We come from the gutter. We have this mentality where um you could throw us in the middle of a bunch of educated racist motherfuckers or a bunch of freaking streetwise kids, and we will survive. We're survivalists, and we will not back down with anything. I feel like we are prepared and ready for the thick or thin or rain or shine. That's what the uh, Imamnias apparatus means. That's what um, the umbrella means to me. The other one, how did PR come to be? We just explained that PR was, it still is a hobby, but it just naturally came out. We were just talking, bullshitting. And here we are now. Now, who chose who? Who chose who, Tank? Um, I guess if we had to put it, you chose me. Because, okay, okay. Trebles had the idea. It was a little rough in the beginning. Trebles had the idea. Um, From what I remember, he was looking for somebody. He had tried out a person or two. And you know what? The thing about it is that we took it as a joke. I think that's what made it a lot, a lot more fun. I we the li- connection. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. We took it as a joke. We were literally just messing around. And it sounded decent. Yeah. That's what it came down to. It didn't sound scripted. It didn't sound anything weird or it, crazy. It was enjoyable. Enjoyable yes. and informational. Yes. Uh, and so I want to say Trebles chose me. Because even then, if you hear the first couple episodes, I was there as a special guest. It wasn't until after a couple that he offered me the co-hosting position. He didn't even offer me. He just told me, hey, so you're going to be the co-host. Yeah, fuck that. That's literally, right? that's he, he, announced, he announced it. He didn't, he didn't even tell me. He just literally announced it. And from that moment on, he became the best co-host in the fucking planet. Why? Because he's the best co-host in the best show for all of y'all. I, I, I don't bullshit. What's your favorite movie? Uh, okay, well, I got a couple, dude. Obviously, you know, Star Wars. All, all Star Wars, everything is Star Wars, right? Uh, but away from the Star Wars universe, you would have come back to Earth. I got two. My childhood movie would be George of the Jungle from Disney, the original one. And then the second one would be uh, Wolf of Wall Street as an adult. Fuck it. Judge me. I'm good. Fuck. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong What about you? What about you? Your childhood favorite movie and then your adult one. My childhood favorite movie is actually... You can't use Star Wars because we know Star Wars beats everybody. No. Well, it is, but it's a a specific movie. Mm -hmm. It's actually The Clone Wars. The second one, huh? Yeah, the second one. That's actually my favorite movie, believe it or not. That's weird. That one's kind of like Last Jedi and... Well, look, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie of the originals, but... Um, and then the Sith will be the original Sith will be uh, my favorite one from the prequels, and then none from the sequels. The sequels are just trash. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So that's my favorite childhood movie. Okay. My okay. favorite adult movie is actually a childhood movie as well, but I could literally watch that one anytime. Oh and shit! It's the Mummy. The Mummy. Yeah. So you like all, the Mummy? All, all stuff. The monster, okay. the mummy, okay. I mean, whatever you want to call respect. it. Tell me respect. I just honestly, honestly, that's one I could watch 24-7, never get tired of it. Okay. Love everything about it. Uh, how did we get our names? Uh, okay, good question. So allow me to go first. School, after we were throwing parties, I didn't have a name when I was throwing parties. Uh, they used to call me Angel, Black Angel, whatever, because I'm dark-skinned, right? Bay. And Bay, Black Angel, B-A. I was the original Bay before the word Bay was Bay. And then, um, well, after 2000, I want to say 2010, 2009, I went to these ADC raves, and the song Trebles, Trebles by Benny Benassi popped up. I didn't know Benny Benassi. I didn't know raves back then. I I just went because people were going, my friends were going. And uh, before I became a raver, this song popped up, and then I started shuffling. I started dancing. I was doing, doing the candy stomp. I started doing the Melbourne, the Malaysian. That's the, right. the fucking twinkle toes. I was the baddest dancer in the, in the world at my age, right, when I was at that time. And now I'll probably break a fucking knee. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so it came to a point where I, 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 went, I danced so hard, and that song became my favorite song. And the people that were with me at that time, they said, that's your fucking rave name. And I became Trebles. I used Trebles for everything the day after that. That's it. Now yes. I, I am Trebles Garcia. Now, now it's uh, now it's I uh, recognize around the fucking world. Uh, that's the best uh, host of the best show in the fucking planet. That's right. <laughs> How about you, Tank? Let him know, uh, bro. So mine was actually a little bit of a, a mix-up, mashup. I used to be a lot bigger when I was younger. I used to be a lot bigger. It's a huge bitch. Sorry, sorry. Uh, why load come in, big dog? Oh hey, shit! To say the least. Um. <laughs> So, funny story, we were actually at Troubles' house with the old squad of, fuck, it was Sherry, My Castro, twin brothers. Your tw- the twins were there, you were there, 
Angel Baby was there. Fucking Paul Wall. No, Paul Wall was. But we went to his house right away. Countless amounts of names. <laughs> yes, yes. A bunch of these. Didn't even explain it. Nothing but love and brother. Nothing but love to those brothers. And um, we had, quote unquote, a party crew back in the day. Mm-hmm. A party crew was basically we throw parties in the weekends, every other weekend or some bullshit like that. Yeah. Oh, we crash me? parties. Yeah. And believe it or not, you had to have a nickname. I always had Tank as my nickname. So, um, but I wasn't thinking about that. I wanted to do something different. And I think I literally came up with Hurricane or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they go, nah, we don't want that. <laughs> that was the most honest and sincere reaction. They're like, nah, we don't like that. I think it was during the whole time when I think GU Knots was a thing. <laughs> so I think I think that's why I literally uh-huh. so and then from there we're like nah we don't like that so I'm like oh what else I'm like well I've, I've gone a little bit by tank they're like big tank yeah, and then, yeah and I'm like, oh, okay, okay cool I started feeling that I started fucking with that and that's time age. and then even his mom calls him tanke yes that's time change it, was, it wasn't no more big tank it was just literally tanke which is like it's... basically yes so and then it just always stuck with me tank tanke however you guys want to put it I remember calling his mom asking permission like hey senora could you could your son oh like stay oh my god can you can your son stay over faking, I, no, no, faking, faking it that you were older hey, yeah but, mom, but you can kick it with us and go bad. to a party <laughs> Oh and then we used to call him Tanke. Oh, dude, it was fucking legendary shit, dude. Oh, legendary God. shit. The first then, time I ever went out with these guys, I shit you not. <laughs> first time ever, uh, 15, 16 year old, tell me that these motherfuckers uh, were drinking nonstop. <laughs> I've never gotten drunk or anything like that. That's right. <laughs> um, I was literally knocking out next to a tree after we came back from the party. And I think it was your one of the twins. That Tanke, Tanke, get up. I'm like, I'm up, fool. He goes, No, you're not, fool. You're sleeping next to a tree. I'm like, nah, fool, I'm up, fool. I'm up, I'm up. And then they, I don't know how the fuck we got back to the house. And his dad is always known for having a barbecue. Even if right. it's him by himself. Yeah. We went back. Still to we, this he, day. Oh my God. He'd have so much meat left over. But then you'd have four or five motherfuckers. Hungry as fuck. We devour Eating all, the all of my family's th- food. Yes. <laughs> they think they'd have ne- leftovers for the next two days. Fuck no. We'd go but that's in how what, there. That's how my dad was. My dad was the yes. more the merrier. Just eat. Just eat. Just eat. He wouldn't yes. give a fuck, dude. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's 110% right. And through them, we actually met a lot of people. Some of the people that we actually had on the podcast are childhood friends. that We've just had these um, fucking emotional roller coasters with them. Yeah. Believe it or shit. not. We are shit. Um, who are we? We are two regular kids from south of Monte, California, uh, raised in the ghetto. Uh, a big tank comes from a nuclear family. However, he was still raised in Almani. A lot of his uh, family members are are active um, people that, you know, that live that lifestyle. And, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, we uh, just because he has mom and dad doesn't make us any different because we've suffered a lot of, we've endured a lot of the situations in our little city in friendly Almani. Uh, I myself... Um, I can't really speak for Tank or a little bit of his childhood, but we all have rough backgrounds. I had a rough background myself. So wrapped through some shit, you know, I got adopted by a Mexican family, which is one of the biggest blessings of my life. Uh, props to my family for doing that. And now I'm here because of them or else I would have been in jail. 
And then, and then we just came up. We came up. We were regular kids from California. We, we, you know, we had moments of popularity, moments of of grace, moments of of uh, lessons, moments of maturity, moments of party. We've had um uh fe fe we've fest well how do you say this? We've celebrated and we've also uh had these sad moments in life as well, right? When we had a breakup, and, and we've no also everything. and we've also been in the back of a squad car together. Word. And we've done walkouts together. We've done pro. We've done we've done miniature protests. We were the ones that yeah. would get out of the school, have a hundred kids get out of the school with us, walk to the next high school and pick up another hundred kids to protest. So we've always been yes. woke. <laughs> not always only that, woke. okay. Um, I'm not gonna tell you that I've had a fucked up childhood. I guess you could almost say I've had a regular, I guess storybook childhood. I had a mom, dad, brother. Um, but when Treble says he's had a childhood for that um i don't want i'm not gonna get so much into details but put it this way uh one time trebles was with had to go meet somebody somebody part of his life and he told me tank you down the road with me i'm like yeah why not fuck it let's go i got nothing better to do it was a sunday afternoon or whatever it is and he gets into a full blown on argument and he lets out all his emotions and that's when i realized that trebles had been through a lot just because I don't, I you don't see it. I he could attest for it that I was choking up in tears just hearing him his expressions. He was over it. He he left that part of his childhood behind, and I was choking up in tears for something that didn't even affect me whatsoever. Wow, dude! I never, heard, I never thought you. I never. Blah, 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 blah. I'm lost for words. <laughs> I never I, thought you actually like. Um, it took that took it to like you felt that in the heart. I never, I, never I felt that. I felt, hey, no, no, real talk, real talk. I mean, I know we brushed it off that very same moment. You get me? But I mean, I know, I know. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure you remember the moment that I'm talking about. Um, I could, I, I could put it together. I yeah. Put it together. Um, and literally, this was going full on ham. It's thank to you, this and this. You messed me up, whatever it was, and then you gave the explanation, and I'm like, what the fuck, and. It was such a thing that sh they didn't even try to deny it. They really didn't. They all it's, they could um, say that was me that happened, but move on. And I'm yeah. like, how can you move on something like that and still be this jolly guy? You guys hear him. You guys hear him. He's energetic. He's passionate. And it's because of people like you, down. Tank. Because of people like you. Because I was able to cope alongside somebody. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people only have gangs and drugs. But I didn't. I had you. And then I had my families that we had support, a support system. Believe it or not, that's all a kid needs. And those, in times like that, that's all a kid needs. And because of that, we're here today rocking a fucking boat. About to give you the biggest and most massive, most informational show you could ever fucking get. Yes, believe that. That is right, Big Tank. Now, before we do anything, I need to make sure that we send out a little bit of love. To some of the people that really supported us throughout this whole fucking adventure. Uh, the Red Pill Heavy Hater Gang Crew. Breaking the Matrix Morpheus. And JP from uh, the Fell Academy Podcast. I want you guys to know that we're extremely thankful for everything you guys have done. You guys have fucking supported us from the moment that you guys were at the peak. To the moment that you guys are here recreating yourselves and reshaping your fucking future. I want to thank you guys so fucking much for always holding us down. And even though you guys don't gain anything. You guys promote us with passion. And for that, we're forever thankful. Hey, Trebles, thank you for those powerful words. It means a lot. It really does, my people. 
not just them, to everybody that keeps on supporting and that keeps on coming back. We really do appreciate it. Now let's get back to your regular scheduled broadcasting. Radio. That is right, Big Tank. Now, please allow me to jump from the deep end of the pool and set the fucking moon, as that might be the last time you guys hear this on season three. Check this out, guys. From odd-shaped rocks, like the ones recovered in the Roswell UFO crash, to mathematical depictions on grass fields around the fucking world, crop circles have been around for ages, leaving bits of truth and unanswered questions for scientists and enthusiasts around the world. Today, we bring you crop circles. Now, guys, I'm going to give you three references before we jump onto the deep end of the pool. Three references I want you guys to use and look it up so that you guys can connect the dots. Salt, water, vibrational, sacred geometry patterns. This is what basically you pour salt on a table and you put a speaker in the bottom and you start bumping that speaker regardless of what the fucking song is or the vibrational is. It starts creating this weird geometrical, uh, uh, like geometric uh, shapes on the table. Same with water. All right, guys. And another thing I need you guys, funny observation, Big Tank. Uh, the movie Sign was dropped on July the 29th of 2002. And then we're dropping this fucking episode of June 29th of 2022. So it's kind of like 20 years ago. You know, it's kind of cool, you know? And it, it happened by just accident. Just a little shy, just a little shy. But yeah, 20 years, 20 years, give or take. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, let's actually dive deep in it. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's going on mm-hmm. that people don't even know. Okay, so crop circles. When you hear Ooh. them, you probably think about movies. You probably think about... Uh, extraterrestrials circles yes extraterrestrials mm-hmm. you're thinking all these other stuff but one thing that you're probably not thinking about is they're actually saying that <clears throat> sorry about that folks they're Don't actually swallow. saying <laughs> right <laughs> i got they're you right. finally <laughs> you did, you did. sorry bro <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so bro. what a lot of people are saying fuck let me get my shit out fool, right? right what dog. a lot of people are saying is that a lot of people actually projected or are believed to be saying that it's actually part of the Atlantean code. So there's Whoa. been a lot of depiction that the Atlantis was uh, in the Bermuda Triangle, that no, it was over there in the Pacific, over the, by Japan, X or whatever it might be. But they're saying that they uh-huh. f- have found throughout the ages of uh, obviously a city depicted in the middle of the water, mm-hmm. uh, Iceland, however you want to put it, whatever you want to call it. Okay, uh-huh. but a lot of those crop circles can actually be mixed and matched and sort of diagrammed into a land. So they're saying it could coordinated. actually be yes. give you a coordinates. Exactly. So they're saying that it could actually be some type of what do you call it? A message in between. Which is, yeah. So it actually brings me to something else where if you guys remember the movie Independence Day 2. There's mm-hmm. actually a good form of aliens coming in and they're throwing out a bunch of those signs. But yes. since they were traumatized from the first aliens, they're like, oh, fuck that shit. Shoot, 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 shoot. They actually blasting them when they were actually trying to give them a good sign. So yeah. could it be aliens? Could it be Atlantans trying to tell us, hey, we're here, we're here, we're over here, come find us or whatever it is. And maybe that's, that's right. coming out. What do you think? Check this out. Now that you're talking about messages and decoding, deciphering, have you ever guys have you seen the movie Pixels by Adam Sandler? That's exactly yes. what they do. So the kids are playing this retro game. They shoot this message onto the cosmos, right? Uh, and then the alien species takes it as a declaration of war. Then it comes to Earth and pack. They have to shoot Pac-Man down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the thing is, the point is that they shot this message, and that happened in real life. Not exactly what the movie depicted, but there's this thing hashtag look it up called artist. 
Placebo message. The artist Placebo message was shot from a radio uh, a radio telescope in 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 uh, Puerto Rico, the biggest uh, telescope in its of its time, right? Like stage of the art. And okay. we sent out this fucking message that depicts our elements, what the what our DNA strands are made out of, our height, our weight, the size of our planet, where the planet stands in the galaxy, in the Milky Galaxy way. Basically, telling freaking and then our technological advances in binary code. So basically, we're telling the the gods of the freaking heavens or these other aliens, ex extraterrestrials, hey, look at us. We're here. Look at us over here. Check us out. We we gambang. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay, so it's funny that we're talking about messages now. If you guys remember that in the Avengers, when they first mm. got assembled in the first movie, uh -huh. Thor tells them, why are you? No, they. Uh, it has something to do with Nick Fury. And they go, why are the aliens coming here? Because you guys put a declaration of war by using the Tesseract, the Tesseract to try to weaponize it. You're wow. basically telling the other realms that... You Look at what? all these movies telling us, yeah. dog. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a bunch of signs. Obviously, there was no uh, obvious signs in Thor, except for that, what, the frost key in Thor, the very first movie, where mm -hmm. it leaves all those signs, mm -hmm. and everything's all real perfect. Oh, shit. So, remember, when Thor travels in between worlds, he leaves a bunch of circles embedded with different stuff. So, oh, Stargates. Yes. Okay, so check this out. Gypsies, telepathies, remote. Shamans and independent researchers have all deciphered messages from the stars that are allegedly dropped on these crop circles. So they can very well be stargates. As a matter of fact, check this out, dog. Check this out. All of these gold and all of these uh, uh, crop circles have the golden ratio in them. So the golden ratio, we've talked about this about ago. Tesla depicted the golden ratio as a as a mathematical pattern on all nature's creations, like fucking uh, our eyes, our bodies, the plants, a fucking leaf, uh, an ant, everybody, everything that's alive on Earth, created by Earth or the Great Creator or whatever you want to call it, has the golden ratio. He broke the golden ratio down to being three six nine. Yo, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So he broke he broke the golden ratio to being in uh, the last three numbers of three six nine. Why three six nine? Check this out. Three plus six is nine, right? Nine times nine equals uh, eighty one. Eight plus one equals nine. So these numbers, no matter how you multiply them, right? Even six times three is eighteen. That's one plus eight equals nine. So all of these numbers, no matter how you subtract, multiply, or divide, or fucking anything, they always come down to three six nine. So that he even says it. You know the he even says if you knew the secrets of three six nine, you would unlock the keys of the universe. Or you would use it as to, to unlock the universe, which is fucking trippy as fuck. Again, when the golden ratio is depicted on crop circles. You see the full circle here? You see? Yeah. You see? <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah, mathematical codes, golden ratio, crop circles. And as a matter of fact, uh, I want to close this if you if you allow me. It has been done before by the ancients. So in Peru, the Peruvians, the ancient Peruvians created this huge fucking lines called the Nazca lines, guys. If the hashtag, look it up. It's real. They have hummingbirds. They have turtles. They have fucking monkeys. They have spiders. And people think that these are all signs for the freaking cosmos, for the alien visitors to come and learn where they are or what, uh, I don't know, like maybe fucking time travelers. I don't know. But they, they think that they're launch pads. They think that there are ways to communicate with the gods of the cosmos. The stars, basically. Okay. 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 Were they worshipped as gods? Those depictions again. And, uh, remember, the, the they also located in a bunch of ley lines, and in, in all these ley lines, you'll find these these Aztec fucking uh, uh, temples, right, and fucking uh, pyramids and etc. and Stonehenge and all those places. They were gods and pharaohs and fucking kings that were worshiping the stars. Again, every, every religion comes to fucking worshiping the sun and the stars. So hmm, I want to say yes so, to your okay, question. Okay, okay, okay. 
So why do you think we've deviated so much from the stars? Why do you think we've never gone back to the moon since mm-hmm. the 70s? I want to say the same thing I said to fucking uh, Dave from Flat Earth. I told them maybe because they want to disconnect us from the creator. Again, that's probably one of the stupidest things I want to say, but they want to disconnect us from our abilities to be sentient beings. I so think they do don't want think, us to be strong. Do, do you think those are warnings then? Oh. Like from like, hey, you guys are killing yourselves or hey, we're coming down to kick your ass. Like what kind of warning? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's okay. Maybe plain sight. I mean, everything was about sacrifice. Well, people do get sick back in the day. People and do get sick around them. That. That's true too. That's true too. And in fact, there's a lot of people that they when they visit this uh, like uh, crop circles, they get sick because of uh, um they get like emotion sickness and radiation sickness. And a lot of birds don't even go there like, because the magnetic fields in those areas are uh, amplified. So okay. maybe you're right. But what about the the underwater crop circles that they found? Well, not crop circles. Underwater circles are perfectly shaped. That was uh, allegedly the the Japanese government debunked it, saying that it was a puffer fish. So basically, the fish will blow up at like ten times its size, right? And it will leave like this this geometric fucking uh, hexagon uh, shit on the on the on the ocean floor. But then again, you have UFOs jumping into the fucking ocean. There's a lot of shit being captured by the CIA. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but TikTok is dropping all these little videos that's allegedly, supposedly, on the 12th of uh, July, we'll see some type of uh, UFO interaction with humans. <laughs> Let's not forget that CERN also is doing this freaking hypo fucking power uh, project on the 5th of May. Dude, we're, we're in for some surprises. I mean, I'm just hoping that. I don't, I'm not saying I want to see the end of the world come. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just sort of tired of it, big dog. Hey, every year something else comes up. Something else is gonna happen there. Something else is gonna happen this. I mean I believe shit. You. I, I remember since the two thousands. People yeah. have been warning us, oh, technology is gonna kill us. Terminator came out. Terminator panicked a shitload of people. Yeah, yeah, with Skynet and all that bullshit. Yeah, um, exactly. Shutting down, I mean, shutting down the 2K, shutting down all the computers and shit. I'm not saying I want to see the end of the world or anything massive bad happen. But it's like, dog, where do we get these people from? That's right. That's right. Check this out. If this was one of the most informational episodes that we had, and if we didn't, I'm sorry, we tried our best. However, we gave you 100 fucking episodes out of the heart, 100 fucking episodes of entertainment, 100 episodes that you guys could look back and learn something, hashtag look it up, or talk shit to us about. If you guys have anything, you guys let us know. This is the big finale for our season four, our 100th episode, the biggest episode we've ever had. Big Tank, please let them know once more where they can find you. Catch me at EKNAT626. Once again, EKNAT626. Let me know what you guys are feeling. If you guys are not feeling it, we have major moves coming. Major moves. Stay tuned, my people. There is something we're going to announce right now in a couple of minutes. So get ready. You can find me at Troubles Garcia, T R E B L E S Garcia, on all social media platforms. Make sure you check us out on ParanoidRadio.com, ParanoidRadio.com. Thank you so everybody that participated and shared our stuff, all the people that got the little care package. That's fucking awesome. Now, guys, we have an announcement for you guys. Paranoid Radio Podcast will go bi-weekly. Beginning of the middle of July, we're going to start with Season 4, Episode 1, uh, Big Banger episode. However, we're going to go semi-bi-weekly. But Big Tank, let them know what comes next. So... After a hard deliberation, after thinking about it, we are finally executing a plan. Originally, originally, we didn't, we didn't per se, we found out that talking is what we do best. 
Yes. Okay. It doesn't always have to be informational. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've learned that a lot of people want to hear us talk and ramble, but sometimes they don't want the facts. Sometimes they just want to know everyday things. So there is they a divided want audience. Shots. Yeah, there's a divided audience. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It doesn't hurt us. It really doesn't. We like it. We appreciate it. And mm-hmm. we want to explore that field. So moving forward, we are going to be working on a new show called Push and Rope. Pushing Rope. And you can imagine what that fucking means. We're going to be calling it Pushing Rope. And it's going to be like barbershop talks, uh, suburban talks, real life situations. We're going to be giving you a little dose of the news, what we think, a little Latino twist, LA-based show. We're going to be doing that also semi-bi-weekly. So it's going to be one week paranoid, one week Pushing Rope. We're going to try to balance them both out and see where it takes us. Guys, if you guys think this is the show, on this show, we've given you doses of that. The fuckery show last week, the 99th episode, was a little dose of what Pushing Rope will be so if you enjoyed that sh- that show stay tuned for pushing rope we're working on the fucking theme song we're working on the logo and we're working on a more professional en- environment and ambience whatever the case may be paranoid radio podcast will never stop paranoid radio podcast continues to be paranoid uh, and we're just gonna take a little fucking vacation hiatus to take a you know uh, take a little break and plan things out correctly guys i really hope you guys enjoyed this episode thank you so much for being here with us again and i'll see you guys next time till next time Blow your fucking mind. Paranoid Radio.